and welcome back to Hook of a Book. I'm your host, Ellie Mano, age 11, and today I am reviewing an outstanding book by Tay Keller, The Science of Breakable Things. I read this book about a year ago and loved it with a capital L. I was never bored, and the book hooked me from the very first page. Let me give you a brief summary of The Science of Breakable Things right now. 7th grader Natalie hasn't had the best year so far. Her mother is struggling with depression, and Natalie misses the fun that she used to have with her mom, who was a botanist before she got depressed. When Natalie's teacher, Mr. Neely, suggests that she enter an egg drop competition, Natalie gets an idea. The egg drop might just fix all of her problems. If Natalie wins, there's prize money, and she can fly her mother to see the cobalt blue orchids, flowers that have survived many tough circumstances over the years. The orchids also happen to be one of Natalie's mother's favorite flowers. Natalie is sure that the flowers will inspire her mother to love life again, but designing a way for an egg to survive a long drop is tougher than she thought, even with the help of her best friend, Twig, a girl who loves to talk and play board games. When super smart Dari joins their team, they still have trouble choosing a design. Finally, Natalie, Twig, and Dari create Smegs, an egg surrounded by marshmallows. But is it good enough to win? Only Natalie knows how high the stakes are. Not even Twig knows about Natalie's mom's depression. While Dari and Twig view the competition as a fun contest, Natalie feels that she needs to win. She has to help her mother. And Natalie needs to learn that you can't keep all your feelings bundled up inside. Can Natalie find her voice and help her mother? Something interesting in The Science of Breakable Things is that there are little footnotes on almost every page. Most of them are hilarious, and they just make the book a much more enjoyable read. I thought that the characters were very well developed, and you can see how Natalie changes throughout the story. Let me read a passage from The Science of Breakable Things to you right now. Well, I guess Dad finally decided to stop giving me some space and start enacting a plan of action, shall we say. He picked me up from school today, which was sign number one that something wasn't okay. I'm biking home with Twig, I said. I felt stubborn about it all of a sudden, even though I'd been dreading it all day. The weather had cracked, the temperature finally dropping below freezing. We all had our down jackets out today, finally admitting to ourselves that winter was a thing that was happening. You can put your bike in the trunk, he said. This is weird to say, but seeing Dad out in the real world was unsettling. I hadn't realized until then how sucked up we'd been in Mom's sadness. The two of us were compass needles, pointing straight at Mom. We hadn't done anything outside together in months. I think Dad was realizing it too, because when I got into the passenger seat, he wrapped an arm around me and pulled me into an awkward hug. This will be good, he said. Doris is really good. Which was sign number two, because anything involving someone named Doris is definitely not okay. Footnote number 28. Is it just me, or does the name Doris automatically make you think of a lunch lady, or an old woman who knits cat sweaters? Sorry if your name is Doris, just, you know. I didn't ask who Doris was, partly because I didn't want to know, and partly because I already did know. My palms started to sweat. I chose that passage because it has a great metaphor, the part about the compass needles. 
I feel like the use of figurative language helps you understand how wrapped up Natalie is in her mother's depression and also how she tries to avoid it. Kay Keller uses some awesome humor and descriptive language in that passage, and that's why I chose to read it to you. I could go on and on and on and on about how amazing this book is, but right now, it's time for a message for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! While there isn't any bad language or inappropriate stuff in The Science of Breakable Things, it does explain depression, but in a very lighthearted manner. If you want to be able to explain depression to your child, you might want to read with them. They may have some questions. I know I had a few while reading this book. I think the science of breakable things is good for kids ages 7 to 12. That's all. Now, it's time for the last segment on the show today. What emotion? Can I get a drum roll, please? The emotion I felt when finishing this book was... Astounded! I was astounded by how good this book was and how I experienced a range of emotions while reading, from thrilled to devastated. While it may only be 292 pages, the message and events of the book will stick with you long after you read the final sentence. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hook of a Book. If you have a book you want me to review on the show, email me at hookofabookpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send in a voice message. Both links are in the episode description. Also, if you haven't heard, Hook of a Book now has an Instagram account. You can follow it to stay up to date on upcoming episodes, and there will be some fun things like giveaways in the future. You can find the link to Hook of a Book's Instagram in the podcast, not the episode, description. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep on reading. Ellie out.